Welcome to the Life of Christ Series 4, Term 3. Uh, this is Lesson 21. Now, we've had a break, so <laughs> I'm going to um, go back to the beginning uh, of Chapter 15, and I'm just going to read through the verses. I'm, I'm going to try to behave myself and not make too many comments, just so that we're all up to date. That the sad thing is that we were about a page away from finishing uh, this section, and had I noticed, I probably would have just gone through and finished it. But we're going to begin in, in uh, chapter 15 and page 1. So this is in John chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, For this reason the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. I'm on page 3 now. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he, that's the Father, does, the Son does in like manner. I'm going to page, I'm going to page 5. John chapter 5 verse 20. For the Son, for the, the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he, that's the Father, himself does. And he, the Father, will show him, the Son, greater works than these, that you may marvel. John chapter 5 verse 21. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. Remember again that Jesus is answering all those Jews that wanted to persecute him for healing the man at the pool of Bethesda. Remember that? And they came against him and they were carrying on about you shouldn't do it since the Sabbath day and so on and so forth. Didn't care about the person getting healed. It was just the wrong day of the week. Not that they ever do anything on all the other days of the week. <laughs> Amen. Alright. So, so Jesus, this is Jesus' answer to all of that. We're now at verse 22. He says, So the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. Verse 23, I'm on page 7 now. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Verse 24, I'm on page 8. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me uh, has everlasting life. So Jesus is saying, this is what it takes to, to receive everlasting life, is stop criticizing everything I say and receive it, basically. And he says, and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death to life. Remember again, we, we talked about the significance of this statement in, in that Jesus is assuring people right now that their eternal security is being taken care of. Mm -hmm. If they believe and receive his word, he says to them, right now I can tell you, you're going to live in heaven forever. Mm -hmm. Isn't that incredible? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, verse 25, I'm on page 9. Most assuredly I say to you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who will hear will live. Alright, verse 26, come on page 10. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. Verse 27, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Remember again, this is just going so crossways with the religious people right now, because they hate him and they're... He is basically saying, well, your eternal existence depends on how you take me. Whether you believe me or not, whether you receive me or not, 
and they wanted to throw him off a cliff, you know. So this is obviously very, very hard for them to hear. All right, we're almost there. I'm on page 12 and reading John 5 and verse 28. He says, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. Now, remember again that, you know, the Bible says that my sheep, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Okay. And in, in relation to this, I was listening to somebody that brought something out and I thought, oh, that's actually quite interesting. Um, and let me just tell you this story very quickly as we uh, actually get to the place where we left off last time. So I can comment on this now because we're there now. Uh, but, <laughs> but he said, you know, it's really interesting that uh, we don't really understand what some of these things mean because we, we live here. But where Jesus was making reference to, the shepherds would have their sheep. And what he said, what, what would happen is um, they would come together for lunch, you know, and they would sit down and they would chat together and, you know, have a time of friendship. And, um, and so all the sheep would come and mingle together with the other sheep, you know, while, while the shepherds would have lunch. And um, when, but when it's time for them to leave, so when they'd finish, the shepherd would get up and whistle or whatever, and all of his sheep only would weed themselves out of the group and then follow him. Isn't that interesting? And so in light of that, and in, with that understanding, Jesus then says, my sheep will hear my voice. And uh, the voice of a stranger, do you understand? And so, because the other sheep won't even raise their heads. He said, it's a really amazing thing. The other sheep just keep eating. They don't even look up. You know, while this, this shepherd is calling, you know, his sheep and whistling and doing the things that, you know, he does to get them, you know, yeah. up and going. All the other sheep don't even hear it. And I just think that's, you know, now Jesus is saying, even the dead are going to hear his voice. There's going to come a time when every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, and it will be too late. That confession is too late then. You know, they'll just go, oh, nuts, he's Lord. You know, it's that kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, the, the Christians were right. <laughs> you know, whatever. Okay, so again he says here, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. Now I'm going to pick up now. I'm going to turn the page. We left at the end of, um, in fact, I was commenting on this. Can I just move on? Let's turn the page. Let's go to page 14, shall we? Yeah, let's, let's just go there. Let me just read some of these things. Remember again, he said that those that believe in him are not condemned. Mm -hmm. So we, we pick up here in John chapter 3 and verse 18. He says, who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Now, you know, what we see here again is the, the, the reception. If we're receptive to Jesus, if we're receptive to his word, isn't it interesting how powerful these words are? You know, I, I want you to think about it. Jesus is saying, if you receive the things that I'm saying, the thoughts that I'm conveying to you. Remember again, we talked about this on Sunday that Jesus called the Word of God, because He reveals the Father. Words reveal things. You know, if I, if I say to you, a dog attacked me, you, you'll go, okay, at least we know what species it was. Uh, was it big? Was it small? Was it black? Was it white? You know, 
you, you know what I'm saying? All of those things then give give more description about the dog, mm-hmm. you know. And in the same way, Jesus was here to reveal the Father, and we would constantly say. While you are guessing what the Father is like, I'm here to tell you what he's like because you've got a lot of things wrong. And one of the key statements that he made was he said, it's the thief that has been coming and stealing and killing and destroying, and you guys have been blaming God for it. And he said, and he said that's why he said, I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. And said to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we can equate that back to the Father. He said, are we okay with that? Okay. That tells us something that the information that we receive will either lead us to life or lead us to death. If we are told wrong information, we act on that wrong information, we believe that wrong information, and it begins to damage us. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, you know, so much of the time, we, we don't, there is a truth in this that it's, it's very difficult for me to, con- to communicate it to you because it's kind of in, it, it's in a realm where there's no substance. Okay? And yet, it is something that will bring substance. So, I want you to, I'm going to do my very best. Are you all ready? Okay. Have you ever thought about what happens if I was to say to you that God loves you, God has forgiven you for whatever you've done, you are free. From this moment on, you are free. So, I don't care how you feel, the fact is, you are free. Okay? That's going to have a certain effect on you. And that then will determine what you're going to do next. Now, I've done something. I've taken words, embedded them in your heart. Okay? They went beyond your mind. They had to go into your heart because it's there. That, that's kind of where you forgive yourself. Not just in your head, but in your heart. Do, do you hear what I'm trying to say? Okay. That will then have a physical effect because everything you do from then on will be from a, from a place of being forgiven. So whatever good you do won't be you trying to earn your way to heaven. It's because you're going. Because you're free. Because you're so thrilled that you're free. In fact, all the things you do, all the good things you do should, ha- should be done with a smile on your face. Because you're going. Woo! <laughs> okay? And you just want to share the happiness. And, and try to take as many with you as you can. So can I just say this? Just like misery loves company, so does joy. <laughs> okay? Joy wants to spread itself and make everybody happy. And if joy sees somebody unhappy, it will attack that unhappiness immediately and see what it can do to get rid of it and whatever is causing it to be removed from their life. Okay? That's because of, because of the nature of God that's inside of us. All right. Okay. So what, what I want you to see and what, what I want you to understand from this is that there is a sense, when we, you know, we need to get what, what, what's going on here. Jesus is saying, he who believes in him, he who believes in God, and he says, he who believes in me, who, you know, the person that sent me, therefore me, because I'm representing him. Okay, they're going to have life just as he's saying here, he who believes in him, that is God, is not condemned. So he's, he's sort of drawing these, these lines because he's trying to tell them, listen, I'm here to give you some news. If you receive it, you will line up yourself to receive the help that you need from God. Because God has been waiting to help you. He has been waiting for 4,000 years to get down here and, and, and be involved in your life and in your situation firsthand. It has just been this, this, this distance ever since 
sin came in that has, has the gap needed to be closed. And so God is, because we lost our ability to hear God. Remember as soon as Adam sinned, he says, why are you hiding? And we've been doing that ever since. Okay, we hide from God and we don't hear from God. Because we're always worried that he's going to say something bad. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Which is why this, the, the, which is what the significance of God is love is. His love will not hurt you. In fact, there's a whole passage on it in Corinthians that says it's kind, it's long suffering, because you guys, <laughs> okay, it needs to be. Otherwise, <laughs> it would have killed everybody by now. And Jesus said, well, God so loved the world that he gave. He wasn't so mad that he was about to go and just destroy. We wouldn't have known what happened. If God was mad, it would have been the end. He'd have wiped us all out and nobody would have been there to object. <laughs> what can you do, you know? So what, what I want you to see from all of this is Jesus is doing something really interesting. And we, if we understand this, then we'll understand our role. I'm saying all this so that you guys understand what your role in this is. <coughs> Jesus came to give us good news. He came, the good news was God's not man. The good news was we found a way in. And not only that, by finding a way in, we can get you guys out. Right? Isn't it interesting that the thing that the Jews needed the most, they didn't want? That's right. And the thing they wanted the most wouldn't have helped them at all. Had Jesus come down here and become a, a, um, a ruler that just destroyed the Roman government and got rid of all of that, they're also going to hell. Are you all with me? They, <laughs> what they, what they, what, they, that's what they wanted to get rid of the government. They, they wanted like a, a war hero, you know, like David, to just come and conquer their enemies. But isn't it sad, even though David conquered all the enemies, the Israelites were still naughty. It didn't change who they were. And this is the, this is the way so much of time with people, you know. They, they, they want somebody to come and change the circumstances so they can carry on doing what they want to do anyway, without the obstacles, without the discomfort, whatever, <laughs> okay. But God is saying, no, what I want to do is not just change your outside, I want to change you on the inside. So this is what, you know, so th this is really what God is doing. And this is what Jesus is trying to get across to us. It's the internal change that will bring all the external changes. So he's saying the way that you change on the inside is by receiving the words that I'm speaking to you. They are the things that make their way into your heart. They get past all the physical attributes and get into the place where your life actually is. Amen? And he's saying, now if you understand this, and I want to say all that to say this, if you understand that now, you understand the power behind the news when you say someone, if you receive Jesus Christ as Lord. See, because they're thinking, what's a few words going to do for me? So I say, Jesus, on big deal. What, what, I mean, what's that? The same thing when somebody comes and says to you, by the way, you won $10 million. Do you think that will make a difference in your life? They're just words. Right now, they're just words. But there are consequences with those words. Just like somebody knocking on your door and saying, you're being arrested for murder. 
That has consequences. They might be just words, but I tell you what, those words are going to go send you somewhere else now. Okay, I want a million bucks. I don't want the jet. <laughs> Let's go with those words. I like those words better. Get it? That's what Jesus is saying. And he's trying to bring across to us the power behind what is being said and based on the authority from which it is said. And that's what we're going to be leading to next. He's going to bring five witnesses to back up because he's going to say, everything I say, you're going to be standing there saying, yeah, but you're saying that of yourself. Who's to say otherwise? So we're going to look at the witnesses concerning Jesus in just a minute. All right. So let me comment on some of these things and just move on. In his commentary, dear Carson gives us further insight into what Jesus meant by those who have done good. By saying in the context of the fourth gospel, those who have done good or better good things. Okay, that's a better translation. Are those who have come to the light so that it may be plainly seen, listen, that what they have done, they have done through God. See, that is good. That's actually a God work, can I just say that, rather than just a good work. Okay, alright. The things that you do in God. Amen? And the things that they have done through God. And really, those are the things that should matter the most. What we do, we do through God. Amen? That we do in God, through Him, and so on and so forth. Okay? So, let's bring all this, let's bring this thought to a conclusion. Um, Jesus says in John chapter 5 and verse 30, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not, I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Notice again, he's taking it back to where, every, where everything that he's getting is coming from the Father. That's why he, the words that he speaks have life. That's why the promises that he makes are backed up by God himself. So when he says, you're, you're, you, know, you, will part, you won't even be judged if you receive my words, you're in. Are you with me? So th this brings it all, th that's why this verse is so important, and that's why I bring all that other stuff to you, okay? So you understand the importance of what he's about to say here in verse 30. He's saying, listen, everything that I do, and this again is relating now to the, the healing, that happened at, you know, to the man at the pool of Bethesda. Alright, so you need to get this. So he's, because they were saying, you know, what you're doing is ungodly. Because you're doing it on the wrong day. He's saying, I can't do anything of myself. Listen, there's a great significance to what he's saying. If I can't do it by myself, then who's doing it? Answer, God. If it's God, who are you opposing? Same answer. God. That's why this is so powerful. Can I stop for a second? Personal application, quickly. Everything that you say that's coming from God is God speaking through you. When people oppose you, they're opposing God. Don't get upset. I know what we do. But let it go. Understand that they have just opposed God himself. Now, if you're doing the wrong thing that's different, but if your heart is pure, and when I say pure, I don't mean you are pure, okay, that you're not sinless or anything like that. Mm. But you're right before God with your heart, okay? And you say, and you pray, and God has said, I want you to say this to this person or whatever, okay? If you're, if you're coming from that place, then if they oppose you, you need to understand, and you know, you need to, you almost need to 
Why am I saying you need to understand that? Because you need to pray, God, please don't hold that against them. Because I have seen so much happen to people that have opposed us, this ministry, me, whatever. It, sometimes I forget to pray. And then I find out that something really bad has happened. Not because God made something bad happen. Because God says, don't touch my anointed. You touch my anointed, I take my hand off you. And guess what? When you turn the light off, darkness rushes in. Do you understand there are only two states? Have you noticed when you turn the light off, there isn't a gray period? No. And then the darkness comes. The one follows the other. When you switch the light, darkness goes out straight away, and the light takes its place as soon as the light is off. And that's what happens to people's lives. Some people have mistakenly said, oh, see, God did that bad thing. No, God doesn't have to do anything bad. He's always holding everything bad from happening ever since the fall. So all he has to do is remove his hand and you're done for. Are you all here? Remember to pray over the people that oppose you. Because otherwise, I tell you, Daddy loves you. And we know what we do. God, just let him have it. <laughs> you don't want that much to come of them, do you really? <laughs> okay. Be merciful as God is merciful, is all I'll say to you. Alright, moving on. Let me just make some comments here. First, in relation to, in relation to Jesus saying, uh, I can do nothing, or I can of myself do nothing, William Hendrickson explains that Jesus is now saying to the Jews, following everything he had said before, that they have no right to judge and condemn him, as if what he had done to this man at the pool of Bethesda on the Sabbath were something for which he alone was responsible. By saying, therefore, I can do nothing of myself, Jesus makes it clear that the Jews must know that in criticizing the Son of God, they are in fact opposing God himself. Amen? And next in relation to judgment, when Jesus says, as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me, D.A. Carson says that once again, it is the very submiss uh, submission of Jesus to his Father, um, his unqualified commitment not to please himself, but the one who sent him, that guarantees that all he says and does, even on the last day, that's the judgment day, mm -hmm. is completely in accord with the Father's will. Are you getting all of this now? Okay. Therefore, when the Jews are finally judged by the very person, I've got too many words in there. Can you scratch out to be? Okay. So it should be by the very person they are currently opposing. <coughs> I was going to say to be a, to be seen opposing. And then I changed my mind and I forgot to take a few words out. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was double-minded. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, Jesus guarantees that it will be righteous. Amen? Because as judge, he, unlike the Jews, whose ultimate aim was to please themselves, was only interested in pleasing the Father. And that should be the desire of every single one of us that we continue to strive for all the days of our life. Amen? That we are looking to please God. Now, I'm not asking you to be perfect. But, it, you know, when we make a mistake, just ask God to forgive you mm -hmm. and move on. And don't promise you'll never do it again. 
<laughs> That's what you tell yourself, but don't promise him that. Yeah. Do you understand the difference? Mm. Because otherwise, gonna, you know, otherwise the devil is going to sell you the lie. Mm. Oh, you promised God this a hundred times, you know. But you know what? He's just had enough of you. Mm. My cousin said something to me once, which I've always kept with me. He said, he said, Roche, don't take human attributes and assign them to God. Mm. You know, we can get tired of something God never does. Mm. Amen? Mm. We can have good days and bad days. God doesn't. Mm. That's right. Are you all with me? Okay, somebody might say, oh, he has bad days every day because of us. No? <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know what I'm trying to say? He's not up and down that way like man is. Amen? And so that, that's the reason why, you know, the devil will always do that, but he'll always say, you know what, God's probably tired of hearing you saying something. God is never tired of you coming and repenting. Mm. Never. Yeah. Because every time you do, there's hope. The problem is when you stop. Mm. Now there's no hope anymore. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Jesus died not so that we could sin once and then never do it again. Jesus died so that when we mess up and we mess up and we mess up and we mess up, the same thing over and over again, he's still there. The cross still is going, that's enough. It's still more than enough to pay for it. See, you need to get that. You need to understand that the cross paid so much. So much was paid on the cross. You can't exhaust what the cross paid for. You just, it doesn't, it never should. You know, it's just endless. For all mankind, past, present, and future. That's how powerful that thing was. Amen? And so, you know, we think, you know, we, we get that in our head, but I want you to get it in your heart today. I want you to understand that means you. Not just the whole world and everything else. You. You, personally. Every time you mess up. Every time you fall. You can get right back up. Say, I'm sorry, God. And he'll go, not a problem. Let's move on. Yeah, but don't you need to? I don't need to hear that. Jesus paid a price. Let's go on. Amen? Because the less you think about it, the better. <laughs> it's a thing. All right. Um, why don't we take a break? I've, I've gone half an hour. That went very fast, didn't it? All right. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and pick up uh, all the, the witnesses concerning Jesus on page 15. Take a break.